Okay, you ready? Uh, I don't know how this is going to go, but uh, let's let's give it a shot, I guess. The Our Podcast story. Sure. And now, the Sickos Committee Podcast. At 610, it's Beth from Team College. At 67, a small forward from Central Pennsylvania, it's Pit The man in the middle from Pittsburgh, it's Arthur. At 6-2, guard from ULM, it's the Kamish. And from North Texas, 6-6 shooting guard, it's Jordan. I don't know why y'all made me do that, but fine. That was great. (laughs) I would like to take this moment to introduce the sixth man of the Sickos Committee podcast. Podcast! (laughs) I love you, furry menace. Why do you ruin everything? (laughs) Well, Well, I I gotta admit that I'm I'm a little lost on that one, too. But uh, I'm, I'm sure that there will be some people out there that get it. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. Welcome, everyone, to the Sickos Committee Podcast. This is our podcast for the evening of January 21st, 2024. It is still cold in North Texas, and it's rainy now, so we're you're making that transition, which I'm super excited about. As always, I'm Jordan. With me tonight, I've got Kamish, Pit Girl, Beth, and Arthur on the ones and twos. Beth, how are you? Arthur, I can't believe you made me watch that. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll get to Time Cop in a second, because holy shit. I am coming fresh off Time Cop, and by fresh off Time Cop, I mean I finished Time Cop three minutes ago. <laughs> Jesus, it's fresh in your mind. Good. God. Pit girl, how are you? I am good. It is also cold here in central Pennsylvania, but the rain has not yet arrived. So there's still snow on the ground, and the Susquehanna River is pretty slushy, which is fun. Nice. Kamesh? Good. Uh, did a, you know, had the, so I had the six-year-old uh, by myself the entire week last week yeah and so the wife and the, and the baby returned on like friday evening and so last night we did movie night so it, after watching time cop uh like it, when the wife was not here I, I definitely watched time cop i think wednesday or thursday night whatever with the but, six-year-old no uh he was i definitely did not let him <laughs> I, yeah, I hope no not. there would have been too many questions and i'm getting to a point that i'm about to talk to you about imagine if you watch time cop compared to what i'm talking to now is that um on saturday night we tend to do movie nights okay. and my, my kiddo likes movie night so we couldn't find anything to watch and like we're going through like 
like Peacock streaming. We're going through like Netflix and I mean like Hulu trying to find something. Then we hit Disney plus and I'm like, okay, I, I really don't see anything here. And I was like, yeah, my, my I think my kiddo will, will like flubber. Oh, the Eddie Murphy one? No, the one with Robin, Robin Williams. Robin Williams movie. Robin I remember. Oh, oh, not, not, not Eddie Murphy. Yeah, no, okay, Robin Williams. Sorry. <laughs> what Eddie Murphy were you thinking of? Nutty Professor. Nutty Professor. Nutty Professor. I can see that actually. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if I'd watch. Uh, let the kiddo watch Nutty Professor. It's a little, little bit too advanced. So, we have like, uh, I, I don't know if you've ever watched Flubber, uh, but in my head, after watching Flubber. I have like uh, I don't know if you remember the rapper Shaggy, um, you know Shaggy, uh, it, stuff like that. Uh, in my head, I have the song like Mr. Flubber Lover. Uh, so I don't I don't know why, but at the very end of the movie, where the character in the Flubber movie, the the evil bad guy, is played yeah. by the same same guy that played uh, you know Shooter McGavin in Happy Gilmore. So it's the, the same like evil bad guy. Well. At one point, he swallows the flubber, mm-hmm. and it's going through his entire body at this point. And I'm starting to realize there's only one way that it could come out. Yeah, uh, because again, I have not seen this movie. We're, we're approaching thirty years, um, and so the flubber makes the exit from the gentleman mm-hmm. um, out his his ass, of course. Um, and so my 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 six year old loses it uh, immediately. And my 11, nearly a year old baby stands up and starts clapping. (laughs) (laughs) Like like it's a cinematic masterpiece. And my reception, the movie got it can. My six six and a half year old has been talking about that all day. (laughs) All day. He's like, you remember when, you know, insert kid's name here, uh, you know, started clapping after the flubber, uh, Wound on his butt, and I'm like, oh god! It's like I did not, I did not. Oh god! Your six and a half year old is right at the point where they can start making concrete memories that like. I know, I know, and it's probably your six and a half year old's first memory of their younger sibling. Right there, you just oh, this is A plus data. It is. It is uh, high quality data. It definitely was. It was a great family movie night. and uh the flubber hey, wasn't tied of you <laughs> I'll, I'll admit like i have movies that i'll watch today and have things that i can't stop thinking about right like i can't stop thinking about how in the movie fled lawrence fishburne has the line he says we got a fled like i've been thinking about that for a very long time like i i watched the movie in like march and like that's like last march it's almost been a full year of me just thinking like in my head like got a fled so, Arthur, I only you, watch bad movies. Arthur, I'm can sorry. you remind us how you got us into Time Cop? Because if y'all don't know, you may want to skip ahead if you want to go a moderately de- in detailed discussion of t- the movie Time Cop by John Claude here, Van Damme. Here, here's what here's what I'll say. Um, I will make sure that when we post this, we'll put a timestamp for do. when the Time Cop discussion is over, just in case there's you know you don't want spoilers for a movie that's coming up on its 30th anniversary this year. Yeah. Um, or but, you just don't want the brain worms of us discussing it. Yeah, you know, or that can have soprano sax music. I think we can have. Oh man, the, the soundtrack, the soundtrack for Time Cop. Like as soon as the opening credits started, there was like that big like sting when Jean Claude Van Damme's name came in the credits, mm-hmm. and right then out, like it was just like, 
oh man, like they don't make them like this anymore. Who's you know, the like just I I'm top composer? Mark Isham. Yeah, well, well it's, it's like a weird. It's it's like a weird uh, kind of like there's a lot of I guess like I don't want to say brass, but like you know like a lot of kind of like it's not like some of the more like techno electronic scores that no. hit like later in the 90s early 2000s but it's also like it's definitely not like modern it's not classic it's like there was some electronic stuff in here but like they were trying to make it sound like normal music jordan we need to talk about this composer because <clears throat> yeah, i did let's... a little bit of looking into mr isham and his whole his whole steez so he's a, he's a jazz guy he's a trumpeter oh, yeah? and a keyboardist in the first section under life and career, it explains to us that he was the son of a violinist and a professor of humanities and has become a Scientologist. Mm -hmm. oh. um, he played with all kinds of people. He's got sessions with Brian Wilson of Beach Boys fame. He's with Joni Mitchell. He was with Susie Sue. Here are his film compositions and brace yourselves because you're about to go on a journey. This is, this is great. The Hitcher, Point Break, classic. A river runs through it. A classic of mice and men. Okay. Then we've got uh, we've got Blade. Okay. Crash. All right. Here's where we take a turn. The Black Dahlia. <laughs> October Sky, okay. and Once Upon a Time. Okay. Okay. Well, so so I'm I'm looking at at all the movies this guy has scored now. Uh, let me tell you, I'm I'm noticing a number. Like I've watched a lot of these movies. A lot of these movies I've, that come out now kind of feel like '90s throwbacks. Like it feels like Mark Isham is a guy that you call when you want your movie to feel like it was from the '90s. Uh, so yes, this is the guy that also did the score for The Accountant. He also uh, he also submitted a score for Waterworld that was rejected. Oh, <laughs> oh no! That's... Yeah, I'm I'm just looking at some of these movies. Honest Thief. Oh, Honest Thief, great movie there. Uh, Varsity Blues. Oh my God! Did this score for Ralph Ralph Bakshi's Cool World, which was what if what what if Hoover and Roger Rabbit but done less well? We got Bad Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans. Oh yeah, I remember by that Werner one. Herzog. Uh, next, the Nick Cage movie where he can time travel, but only for 90 seconds. Um, the Secret Life of Bees. I mean, I saw the Beekeeper recently, so there's there seems to be a lot of secret lives much. going on with there. Yeah, it's OK. I'm, I'm glad that we have. OK, so he has credentials of what we're saying. I like this. My God. Yeah. OK, sure. So Time Cop. You know, I appreciate the throwback. It was in, from 94. And Ooh. the best part about it for me is the sound editing. Oh. Because because it is absolutely the old school meat slappy hits. Yeah. Every punch was the meat slapper button. He, just on loud. Well, so what I was trying to keep track of for a while before this task became impossible was which punches they didn't use that sound effect for. Yeah. There's a moment in fight three if my notes are correct 
where they used a whip crack sound effect when yes, he they punched did switch- someone in the butt so hard he died. Yeah, they did switch. <laughs> they did switch to a whip crack at some point. It is. Well, I mean, you know, you think is- about that. It hit him right in the crack. So. Right. Gotta use a yeah. wood crack. Oh, there right. you go. The Foley artist is like, oh, a crack sound effect. I got this. Yeah. Wait, no. that, that, again, in 94, it was on a cassette tape somewhere. They had like the masters on tape and they were just like, well, it says crack. We only get one shot at this. Oh, yeah. We only have $4 to make this movie. Yeah. I mean, honestly, even though this was a 90s movie, like it felt a little bit like even more of a throwback. Right. I mean, like it yeah. it felt like it should have been an 80s movie yes. that was made in 1994. I understand that it was based on a comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it's just the source material is older, which, by the way, that was something that I just kind of thought of was like, you know, I feel like we have all these comic book movies now, but they're like all comic books from two companies. Yeah. Like you go back to like the 90s. There were so many movies that it was like, this is based on a comic. Like we used to have so many more different types of comic books. Like now you say comic book, that just means uh, like superheroes. And may, I mean, I guess, I guess time cops kind of a superhero. I mean, all of those, all of those labels, powers, got bought, but all of those independent labels got bought up by DC and Marvel. That was the problem. No, I know. It's just like, like just when I hear like, I mean, I can think of like other, like judge dread. I know with, with Sylvester yep. Stallone, there was, uh, there was a, a movie, a barbed wire with Pamela Anderson, like lots of these oh, movies that, that were one. made. Yeah. Lots of these movies that were made where it's like, oh, this is based on a comic. And I like, I feel like we do not have that diversity at all, either in comic book movie adaptations or comic books in general. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that was, that was one thing that, that stuck out to me. I mean, when I think of Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, I feel like, the good Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, or at least the best ones are the ones that have something to do with like the cinema of Hong Kong. Right. Because I feel like Jean-Claude Van Damme's biggest strength is when he's doing martial arts and he's Mm -hmm. working with people who know how to direct martial arts or other, Mm -hmm. or choreograph martial arts. Like when I think of like my favorite JCVD movies, it's stuff like, like double impact or blood sport, which were actually filmed and set in Hong Kong or like, um, Hard Target, which uh, was directed by a director from Hong Kong, but in America. And yeah, I mean, I think that like Time Cop, I was watching it and I was like, man, I feel like there isn't a ton of action in this movie. Like for a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Uh, this, okay, like, this, is the, this is the problem. It was plot heavy. This, yeah, thing, this yeah. thing wants to be, oh, it, this is this is the Avengers end game of of. The early nights because we're a time travel plot. We're coming back to the same locations, Back to the Future Two. We're looping no, I, on ourselves. Like, there no, were, fuck all of us. So, if I look at my notes, there were five. There were nine fights in this movie. One of, and that's I, I'm being generous and counting the throwdown at the door to the little pod shooty into the future area as a okay. fight. That's oh, that's that's stretching it. I, I'm being kind because someone did die, but. <laughs> Well, until he undied. Also, I really enjoyed the fact that that is the opposing counsel for my cousin Vinny. It is. Just like, oh, hey, I know that guy. No, uh, no, no. I'm, I'm counting the door as a separate fight from the... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean... I, because I, there's I a micro that scene that happens in between both of those. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. will say, I will say that uh, the bad guy, Ron Silver, chewing up the scenery, favorite character in the whole thing, because when he's on screen... He is just chewing shit up and it's gl- glorious. What you want in this kind of movie is a bad guy like that. He knew the plot. So here, is, here are my notes for the beginning of this movie. Go for it. Instance of horniness one. 
instance of horniness two, the senator is the bad guy, instance of horniness three, soprano sex scene. Why is this movie so horny? I was like, Arthur warned us about how horny this movie was, yeah. and I was still incredibly shocked at how aggressively horny. I this have, movie I have is, nine fights in the first like five minutes. Yeah, nine fights, and I'm sorry, nine fights in twelve instances of horniness. I, I would, I, I would <laughs> one, like to do one of my favorite quotes from the movie. There's never enough time. Time for what? To satisfy a woman? <laughs> then you never want to miss an opportunity. Someone Which wrote that. Someone wrote that. No, they they like, wrote yeah, that, and it was two lines yeah. In this movie. Yep, they wrote it. It was such a banger that they were like, "We need to, we need this line twice." And he needs we to come need, back. We need to go back end. for it. Yep, a, we got to double back on this line. No, and I it, mean, I I think that when it comes to the horn, like I did not think that this was particularly horny for its time or for the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Like, I feel like a consistent thing in Jean-Claude Van Damme movies is like like he is supposed to be presented as like very sexy. And if I think of like his other movies, I think there are, I think this was like kind of toned down in terms of like, just like how much stuff he did. Like there was no, he, I don't think he ever had a scene in bed, like outside of, I actually probably in the, in the first, like when they were in the house at the beginning, but like, it wasn't like he was making love. It was like, Oh, like he lives with this woman and like, they're going to bed or are you something. Kidding like me? They just finished. Yeah, no, yeah, but it was, was I'm saying I'm saying like relative to a lot of his other movies, right? Like there isn't a scene where it's like, oh, like, you know, like we see his bare ass or something, which we see really like close. in a lot of other came, movies. We, we, we very nearly see his bare ass, though. Yeah. We also see Mia Sarah's boobs. Oh, like, yes, we very do. And, they, and yeah. then we see some random women's. Okay, can we talk about the tech? Oh my god! Yeah, that was that was so Run unnecessary. <laughs> okay, okay, so, so I don't know if you guys have ever watched canon movies. If if those of you guys who are listening, if you're fans of Red Letter Media on YouTube, oh, you they, mean like the Canon Group, like the Canon Group movies? Yeah. Oh, um, of uh, course. All, all the like '80s action movies, like yeah. those kinds. There was it was known that those just had boobs for no reason. Mm-hmm. This was that. Yeah. This was yeah. a throw. Yeah. This was a throwback to an earlier time when you just had to get boobs in because it wasn't just boobs. It was full bush. Oh, it was, it was yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. It was. Like, oh and and all, just... all it does is set up the dude as a skis, which never comes back again. Nope. No, yeah. there's well, no. And, and his boss is just like, "Hey, if I catch you fucking the machine again, we're gonna have a problem," which implies that this has happened previously. Well, listen, they didn't have the budget for HR. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I will that. say, someone, someone in the 2004 future maybe found a use for like VR or something, which we <laughs> haven't even found in 2024. I know, but. Um, no, I, I mean, mean I was, that will be I the was, first. That will be the first thing. Hey, if you get an Apple glasses, Apple goggles. By the way, I saw those commercials tonight during the game. They're like, oh, look at all these cool people that wear goggles, like fucking Snoopy and Doc Brown, and you're gonna look as cool as they do. No, you're not. And people are gonna try yeah, to. Fuck no, you're goggles. you're gonna be the guy in Time Cop. <laughs> yep. Um, I I have a couple notes um about the the like the very opening scene okay. where they go back to, with the, mm-hmm. in 1863. Um, just that I love that the dude, he whips out the machine guns. He kills all of the Confederates, does not hit a horse at all. Horse. Like the no, horses no, are no. fine. He, he sprays machine gun bullets across a whole field. Horses just walk away. No problem. Well, in no the- horses were harmed in the making of this movie. See, it, it's a little known fact that one of the things the Senator did before taking his heel turn was use time travel to invent horse dodging bullets. Mm-hmm. And we salute him for that. Horses are beautiful and perfect, and you should save them. 
yeah, I I also liked how the movie opens with then the the government committee meeting to just explain the movie to the audience. Yeah. <laughs> like, that could have this could have been an opening crawl. And and to give and to give the senator who's definitely going to be the bad guy the most sinister lighting they possibly could in his one line of dialogue. (laughs) Yeah, no, they they foreshadow that, but like there are so many other ways they could have been more tactful about like explaining the premise. Like, nope, we're just gonna sit sit up sit you down in a meeting and and tell you what the movie is about. Mm -hmm. Um and uh yeah then then the other thing i have i see we're we're posting uh the the picture in the chat right now my, this is my favorite thing when mm-hmm. the the dude a punk dude who is clearly the age of like 40 rollerblades sure. past an old woman and steals her purse he's but wearing flannel so you know it's the 90s that dude has to be an undercover cop like and i'm he's wearing not... a flannel right now beth uh-huh well we'll get have to we, that have we time traveled no 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 we'll get to that <laughs> and and literally he, Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, what do you call him, what kind of kick that is, where you have an obtuse angle between your leg and the kick. I believe that is the Jean-Claude Van Damme kick. And just holds yeah. it there and has like a little conversation with him, with his foot in his face. Like it's the oh. most intimidating thing ever. How many hips has that guy had replaced at this point? I assume, I assume he is more metal than human at this point. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you're in really good shape, maybe you can get away with that. I just like the the way they set this in a mall. Anytime a movie like this is set in a mall, that's just like a. They're just like, oh, this is how we can work a lot of product placement in. And Nissan um, must have paid a bundle for this. Yeah, I don't. Which is interesting because the way they did the cars, I don't think he ever drives a car that's not a future car, a future two thousand four car. Um, I, but even even like that scene where he like shows the the punk kid like the bottom of his shoe and even that's like an opportunity for him to like do product placement for the the shoe that he's wearing um oh, is that I, a I real wanna, shoe is the wolverine a real shoe i would assume so like they know. wouldn't i feel like they wouldn't make up a shoe you know because this is the set in 1994 so they can do the the real product placement um but i i want to talk about the cars yeah, i do too i do too because they they had they had an idea for 2004 cars and when when you have this right like i totally understand why they said like oh we're going to make the the time jump just 10 years to 2004 because it's like we're still going to have jean-claude van damme playing you know 10 years older oh, put, he just put gets a, a haircut put a, put a pin in this because the number of times in this movie that someone sees someone from themselves from 10 years in the future is like who are you i don't know who you are even though they look the exact oh goddamn same yeah they're yeah, like jean-claude van, i i wondered when they first when he first like showed 2004 jean-claude van damme because he just like got a mullet and i yes, was wondering like no difference did did they think mullets were going to be like big in 2004 and then i realized that's just like the other hairstyle that jean-claude van damme can have like they I just mean, said I mean, normal hair Hill. for now mullet in 2004 this just tells me that it should have been 2024 because they're back baby there was a whole contest well, at the farm show dude, but dude rockabilly mullets were back like 10 years ago you might have actually been able to do that in 04 and like call it i mean don't forget we also Pardon, how long ago was 2004 shit that's 20 years there's there's also the fact that we have the highlander boys who keep showing up to wreck shit in the future oh yeah who are definitely rocking extreme mullets at one point a mullet with a man bun which is an aggressive uh, hairstyle ahead of the time 
Oh. Yeah, no, they they went, like, every future person that's not Jean-Claude Van Damme and not, like, all the future bad guys just look insane. Like, <laughs> I, they they just, I, I assume, just told, like, the the hair and makeup department, like, in the costuming, just, just go crazy, do whatever. Um, but I want to I want to talk about these cars Same. specifically. It looks like, and you don't you can't couldn't really tell until the very last scene in the movie. But it looks like there's like wood trim wood paneling, wood paneling yes. on the 2004 future car. It's the state like he has a station wagon at the end of it this. Also, like it's it's his transition to suburban dad. He's got future station wagon. It also looks like kind of like a DeLorean, but also a Cybertruck. Like it's just how did we how did we arrive I, at this for future car? This is I a DeLorean this, that hate fucked a, a Ford Taurus. Yeah, I think <laughs> With this the looks panel. better than the Cybertruck. I will. Um, I, yeah, like, I would rather drive this than the Cybertruck. And, sorry, that's inc- and that's including a, that this is a car that doesn't have a windshield. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh god. Commission, you've been very quiet. What's your what are your time cop feelings? I I, I mean, like y'all, y'all jumping all over the place here. So Sorry. I mean, like, are we going at the beginning? Because I have problems with the beginning. Go, just um, say your problems. Well, I mean, like, so in the beginning, you know, he 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 does the the thing with his wife and everything like that, and then he gets attacked at the house. I'm like, okay, they leave him for for dead. Like, they assume that they killed him. But they did not. And so, like, he has to watch his, his then-wife get exploded in the house when he tries to run back in, right? The entire house explosion. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, the timeline of Time Cop has really confused me here. Like, okay, why couldn't the senator just take him out then? Or they assume that they took him out. Yeah, and so why would, my... You know, I'm, I'm kind of like, okay... If are, are you, you know saying... this guy is, is going to be your thorn in your side because you kind of knew it after that happened. Well, you know? are you saying you you were confused at this point in the movie or are you still confused now? No. I, I'm just like, I don't know why they didn't just take him out then or just the assumption well, that they, they took him they out. They shot him in the chest, very conveniently in the chest where he just happened to be wearing, wearing a, bulletproof a bulletproof vest. vest. Yes. But, you know, as as movies go, you know, that's I feel like that's something you got to be... Of course, okay, it's, like, it's like I have <laughs> yeah. to like leave this plot hole here, and I'm like, no, okay. by, by the way, by mm-hmm. the way, the the villains shoot him in the chest twice, right? They shoot him in the chest in the beginning of the movie, and then they shoot him again, like wearing the same bulletproof vest in the chest in the like final fight scene at the end, which is at the same time in history as as that first fight scene. So they really did not learn their lesson from that first time. Well, that's the th- so Kamish has a point here, though, in that this movie does not do, unsurprisingly, does not do a particularly thorough job of like handling potential paradoxes or anything. So oh no, we just, just shout out no shout out to the way that the matter annihilates. When oh my god! The like the special effect. Like I'm trying to imagine seeing that in '94, and then seeing that now because I busted out laughing. It yeah. would have looked oh. like shit then, too. Wait, no, hold on a no. second. I know, if, I, now I need to know, what was the year that The Secret World of Alex Mack came out? Uh, it the was year. around then. Yeah, the the one, if if you like seeing CGI like that, like, this movie only had that one point where it was, 
where it was like, oh, this is this is like we can't we could not you shouldn't have used CGI for this. Uh, if you if you want to see a movie that like really goes all in on that, go watch uh, the Lawnmower Man. Yep, it is. Yep, yeah, that one is. There's. It's like, what if they built like most of the movie out of that CGI? Beautiful. It stars Pierce Brosnan, and like he's walking around and and battling CGI oh, things of of that nature. Um, great movie, very fun. Uh, Beth, if you watch the Lawnmower all- Man, watch Beth- the director's cut. There's way more monkey scenes. Beth, ninety four was also the year reboot came out. This makes so, so much so sense. So don't tell me that you can't fucking do it. Mm-hmm. This reboot was an was a computer animated TV Saturday morning program that lasted a couple of seasons, and it looked better than this. Hmm. So there's that piece here. I would also like to take a second to shout out the fight scene in which the water cooler jug gets knocked over, and the guy has the taser, oh, yeah. and John Claude Van Damme avoids getting electrocuted by like hopping up on the counter and just doing a 180 split and like hanging there are you kidding me there was so many splits there was just an incredible amount of splits in this it was just splitsville it was just jean-claude van damme doing splits and you said the movie was horny right yeah Mm -hmm. all the ladies Mm -hmm. had to see jean-claude in those in those cakes split it open on on the kitchen counter because yes that's what it was Thank yes. you for using the the split that saved his life. Yes, the split that saved his life. Um, it, it was. I mean, was he wearing like silk boxers, like was, to sleep and shirtless? I posted a picture in the chat. You okay, can see it okay, yourself. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It had to yeah, be no, silk no, boxers. Yes. With them cakes. A, ta- right. a taser with a laser sight. Yeah, taser with a laser. Thank you so much for noting that because I have fifty thousand volts. Oh, I got the I got the, I got the gift going. Oh, look at that! Oh yeah, <laughs> like, who has, like who has a laser sight on a taser? And then later on, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's a there's a lot of laser sights in this movie. I think. Yes, um, this, guys, no, this, that, this might have to be favorite. our actual first watch along. We we might have to actually rewatch it <laughs> oh, all God, together. No, not again. No, I'm, I just I'm rewatch good. it. I, I will spend I, the whole movie yelling about the fact that they fridged me a Sarah. Okay, that's what? yeah, that's a legitimate <laughs> criticism is that they absolutely fridged the wife in the first like scene. And then you cast me a fucking Sarah too. Like you fr- can we, can we talk and, about the fact that there's four women in the entire world in this movie? Yeah, yeah listener, have- you will be unsurprised to learn that this movie does not pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> I don't think the women talk to each other. It's true. Fact, yeah, no, not only do women not talk occasion. to each other, women only talk to Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, Jean Claude Van Damme is pretty much the only character in this movie that like actually does. Like everyone else is only in the movie in relation to him. Um, but I, I just want to like my favorite thing in the movie, like like favorite. I don't even want to say scene, but like if I had to pick my favorite moment from the movie, it's not necessarily him doing the splits and jumping up out of the water. It's the very first shot we see inside his apartment and right where he's watching the, he's watching the video of his wife from 10 years ago. And I saw the water cooler then. And I was like, wait, did, did the people making this movie think we were going to have like office style water coolers just casually in our living rooms in the year 2004? And I'm wondering like, why is it there? So in the 90s, in that, that was, era of the 90s, that was yeah. really common to have in your house. God, yeah, we had the ones yeah. in Louisiana. We had the, the Kentwood yep. water 
Like the five gallon jug? Like, like the Culver it man was, would come by your house. Yes. yes. Why? It would I, you I, have it in an apartment though? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. This Everybody okay. had their own water. Like yeah. nobody had these fancy Stanley jugs. No, no one had anything no one, like that. This was nobody before had they had the tap too. Did so, anyone yeah. just have a Brita filter? No, it was like, they didn't it didn't it exist. It was a thing in 94. Or was it yeah. that it didn't so, exist in 94. Like people, yeah, they would have like the like the five-gallon jugs of all. You'd have the five-gallon jug, and oh my God, how yeah. many times did you just spill that so when like, you tried to put that on the holder? We had the garbage <laughs> guy and the milkman that came on Tuesdays. Yeah. And oh, then God. we had the Roaring Spring water guy who came on Fridays. Yeah. This was a wow. real thing that we had. No, that that's interesting. Because when I With saw that in the movie, pointy. I was I was just I was like, why is that there? And then I found out why it was there because <laughs> they the set up and pay off jug. because it paid off. I, Chekhov's water disposal. I just love to see a payoff of storytelling. Like it's efficiency the, of storytelling. So the Brita pitcher, like the one that I have in my fridge right now, because I live in an apartment and do not have it attached to my sink, was invented in 1970. Yeah. What were we all doing in the 90s? I don't know. It was wild. So. My... You know, I'm sorry, Beth. You no, know no, no. how they say that you have the conversation by the water cooler? Yeah. That was the water cooler. Mm-hmm. That was your water cooler in your but, office. But, but in your house. You would just you, have a conversation. You wouldn't have that at your house. Wait, but sorry. you would have you that, that have at your, your house, house too. You wouldn't have the conversation around it, though. Well, no, I mean, no. having... the conversation you have is that you're going to kick Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat's ass. Yes. Which is precisely what happens around this particular water cooler. Mm-hmm. I liked too in that guy? fight scene. I, it sure looked like it. <laughs> I I liked in the fight scene too when they were just fighting with kitchen knives, but somehow like he was there was a lot of parrying going on. Like there was, I feel like usually in a knife fight, like it's a lot of dodging. Yeah, the knife, not like I'm gonna manage to connect with this tiny blade with my tiny blade. There was also to protect myself. Like I want to go frame by frame in that fight at that at some point whenever I decide that my life no longer has meaning, and figure it out because it looked like at one point he's holding a switchblade and then suddenly he's holding a kitchen knife again. <laughs> like uh, suddenly he has a hilt. I was look. I was dying laughing. I was dying laughing when he knocked one of the knives out of the the gentleman, and then they were just like with tiny knives. Oh yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Tiny knife fight, but they were doing it like there were swords. I was like, I could not, I could not hold. I could not hold it in. I was just like, oh my god, what am I watching? Uh, I, I like. um, I miss right. Like it used to be. I feel like it used to be a thing. Like you, like when if you watch the credits of like an eighties action movie, like there would be like a knife credit, like knives by so and so. We don't do that anymore. We got to get back to that. Credit the knives, guys. Uh, so I was reading up on this, and someone described this as as like shitty Looper, and I also yes. agree with that. Yeah, no, this movie is we have Looper at home, and with a side of we have Terminator at home. Yep, it, so, it, it's a lot of straight up like stealing from Terminator. Well, a lot of Terminator ideas straight up stolen. So we're running through our like go to the past get get those stacks plotline, mm-hmm. and I was completely mystified by computer fight when we were in computer chip land okay because uh, can you explain to me so it's like okay we're gonna kill this dude yeah so me from the past will own the company Uh uh-huh and have a lot of money yes the company that i have completely destroyed because i destroyed their research facility 
mm-hmm. with Jean-Claude Van Damme ba- um, violence around all of the danger, extremely flammable um, barrels that are the Achilles heel of all research facilities. Yeah, that's what you have. Just I, I love that Jean-Claude used the so extremely like, flammable barrels as... On his, his self-driving forklift, yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, the self-driving forklift was definitely forklift certified. So, oh, so like, forklift. it's not like we're going to be rich. This is going to be worth vil- billions. Once, I guess, you raise the venture capital to rebuild this facility and hire new scientists and nerds to build the thing, because you're definitely not a scientist or a nerd. That has, that you're has, a Harvard asshole. They they sent another person back in time to fix it. Okay. Oh, did yeah. they go? Is that where Ricky goes? They send Ricky back to like yeah, yeah, go nerd definitely. some shit. God. Yes, totally. Probably would happen. There was so many plot holes. There was so much ridiculousness in this. This movie was just a- incredible. Um, I mean, a cinematic masterpiece. I, I I watched it, and you know, I got to the end, and and being old with with children, and and you know, I, I teared up a little. I was like, oh my god! Oh my god! Tears. Oh my god! Said, you it, felt emotion some, for this goddamn I said, movie. I said, He's never some met tears. the fucking kid, Kamish. He's never met the kid. He, never he has met to walk back into this house and pretend that he has and his kid and Mia Sarah don't know that he doesn't know them. Yes. And so now he has to walk what? back into the- this house and like pretend that he had. He, yes. He yes. Mia that Sarah. Has been the fact that the last ten years. Yes, but yeah, it's just all like, oh my, I'm here, and it's like, wait, well, hold on, nobody knows what your, I just went your through. Your body can be changed by accidents you've had in the past. Yes. Your future can be terribly altered in a million ways, but you apparently can't form memories anymore. No. And 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 also, these people work at a time travel agency, but are shocked when someone comes back and goes, "The timeline is wrong." That should be an everyday occurrence. <laughs> well, at, like, at the end of the movie, where they're all like, like, nobody figures out that he's like trying to figure out what's going on because no, the timeline changed. Like, if you want to make if you want to make <laughs> this the most simple movie in the world, the way this goes is he comes back and he goes, "Everything's wrong. The timeline has changed," and they're like, "Because it's a government bureau." Okay. Fill out form 43C for yes. irreparable Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Something for we need this. evidence. We need okay, evidence. This is, this is Loki. Then we're Loki. just getting the like the time people Loki. Yeah. And that so was the resolution. I'm free. Yeah, no, yeah. the resolution of this movie is that they, they disappear a senator who then had been a like sitting US senator and like was to the point of like being a presidential candidate for 10 years, right? And like they've just disappeared this dude completely. And like I, I have to assume there's some sort of repercussions that are like there's there's got to be ripples, as they call it. Like, there's got to be ripples from. That. Well, I mean, Australia had that one prime minister who just like walked into the sea and was never seen again. And they're doing fine. So I don't know. Very, very Aust- general joke right now because it's in really poor taste. I mean, it's like the Australian uh, the, the awakening Kate Chapin. Just walk into the sea because I'm sad. But. I, I, so for me, I, I got very emotional at the end of this movie and I got very emotional at the end of this movie because in all of the scenes of the future, prior to them creating timeline three and fixing everything, there is no flannel, <laughs> but in the new future, new kid and not dead wife are wearing flannel, which That's means right. that Jean-Claude Van Damme put us back in the future that we deserve. He saved, he saved that, flannel. We, yeah. he, he. He uh, rectified how, the Al Borland timeline. I mean, it's how you know everything turned out okay. Right. Like, it's flannel. the immediate sign of like, oh God, the, the future cozy, will be fine. The cozy, comfortable future of flannel. 
Nice. For that's that, all Pennsylvanians. That definitely will say sounds John like Godwin, uh, an yeah. episode title, but that's me yes. calling my shot, and I'm definitely not. Gonna can't do that. You can't do. You that. can't do it. Can't call his shot. Well, folks, we're the, touch, the feel of flannel, the fabric college football. Jesus Christ, we went off on time. We didn't cop. even fully explain why no. we talked about time cop. We got distracted thirty you know seconds into, and this we're not. Fun. We're not going to. We're not going to because I feel like if you if you heard the last episode of the podcast then you'll know why we were talking every about podcast is someone's first someone's episode first. No, no, no. so go back and listen to this no th- that you can't. one then. you can't you'll screw up the timeline yep nope that's <laughs> only true forward. only forward <laughs> only forward. We'll forward only yeah sorry only new listeners forward. you will never know why we were just talking about time cop i still don't God. know how you went forward non-linear time was also a mistake it was. Oh, yeah. yeah it's maybe maybe it's just that time was a mistake generally yeah. abolish time so right. let's let's get some folks have get some good feelings out first. Okay. Hey Beth, West Virginia basketball beat Kansas. Big arms. Yeah, listener, I want you to know that Beth is doing her best wacky wave, wacky waving inflatable tube oh, yeah. impression. I assume that that's how she dances at weddings too. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's our traditional dance from here. You should come to more two PA weddings. Good cookies. Um, mm-hmm. Our basketball team is a different kind of not good from our football team. Yeah. Our basketball team is really not good, which always makes it a delight when we beat Kansas when we're bad. Mm-hmm. That's like it's it's one of God's what's one of God's perfect moments. And I'm so glad that I was able to cherish it. And by able to cherish it, I mean, not at all able to watch it because it was on ESPN Plus and I don't have that. Um, I, I want to give a shout out to Danger, uh, one of the committee members who is a Penn State fan. But apparently he's attended the pa- the past two West Virginia basketball games. No, he, he attended no. one. Oh, he attended one on a first date a couple weeks back, and since okay. then they've won at home. Okay. So okay, so he's two and zero, and West Virginia's three and zero at home in this time, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So danger. Um, West Virginia is seven and eleven overall. Just right. to contextualize so, this. So, so danger is two and zero, going to West Virginia basketball games. Uh, the first one that he went to was against Texas. Uh, and then now, um, danger being in the presence of West Virginia, a Penn state fan, uh, being in the presence of, of the West Virginia basketball team has helped them knock off. Uh, was it number three, Kansas? Yes. Yes. Yes, Number three, Kansas. This is a team that like West Virginia lost to Monmouth at home. Like this is not a good basketball team. And then don't, we have don't what? don't don't disparage the Hawks of Monmouth. And then we have good Pitt basketball news. Yeah, we Cause do. Because Pitt, Pitt beat Duke. You're welcome. Pitt, Pitt beat Duke in Cameron Indoor for the first time since 1979. Jesus Christ! Well, y'all weren't yeah. in the same conference for a long time. So okay, that- hold no, on. But- first time, first time since 1979. That's the last time the Pirates have won the World Series. Pirates winning the World Series. Bet on it right now. There we go. Okay. We okay. are family. So I will say I was at a party last night and I did not see anything until the last five minute five minutes of game clock of this game, which took almost an hour. <laughs> ACC refs, man. ACC refs. I, I also only saw like the last five minutes of game clock uh, because I was watching Time Cop instead of the basketball. There you go. Which is the emotionally correct choice. Um, but the, the main thing that I want to talk about with this besides haha pit beat Duke hooray um, and there are some some uh, really really mad Duke message board people now shout out to our friends at Duke uh, or at message board geniuses for uncovering all of this for us. Um, but the reason that, that folks are mad is because 
uh, Blake Henson, who is until this point probably best known for hitting like wild, insane logo threes, just just like out here, just like chalking them up from the logo, and they go right through. Uh, he hit seven threes in this game, and then as soon as it was over, hopped up on the scorer's table and started taunting the Duke student section. Beautiful. It was amazing. It was on Art But Make It Sports. There was a UNC blogger who went through and clipped like all of the individual Duke fans flick- flipping Bla- Blake Henson off. Uh, and I, you know, I'm sure all the future hedge fund managers are very angry about this. Uh, but yeah, it was great. I, yeah, pit basketball is not good, but they're fun. And I, <laughs> or at least that game was fun and I will take it. Well, I-, I don't want to say, I don't want to say that they're not good. I think they're just high variance. They rely on, yeah. a, they rely a lot on freshmen on, on two freshmen, yes. uh, to basically be their starting backcourt. And when they play well, they're good. And when they don't play well, they're not good. And they're very dependent on shots falling. You know, uh, the aforementioned Blake Henson went seven for seven from three points, uh, three point range on Saturday night. And yeah, they're a, they're a team. I mean, they could probably beat anyone if the shots are falling and they're playing well and they can lose to a lot of teams when they go cold. Yeah, you're right. It's not fair of me to say that they're not good. I'm just mad about both of the Syracuse games. So they looked like garbage in both of the Syracuse games. I hate Syracuse. Anyway, I wanted. I just want to circle back very quickly to WVU. Yeah, sure. Because there was a bit of shit talking after this game that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, because so WVU doesn't have to go back to Fog Allen this year, yeah. which means that after you beat Kansas at home with your team that is admittedly not very good, you could say things like this. I just think we wanted it more. Coach told us Kansas didn't even have a shoot around today. <laughs> Shout out to forward Pat Swemnick. Jesus Christ. And that that wonderful quote, which made me laugh so incredibly hard. That's beautiful shit talking. Yep. But I mean, the big college basketball news is ULM finally got their first conference win. Yeah. Yeah, they did. That's right. They upset ODU, who only only has one conference win too. You know what? Uh, the the circle the it's circle close. in the Sun Belt does not work right now. It doesn't work <laughs> because... because Texas State has one win over ULM. Um ULM has one win over ODU and I believe ODU's only win is over Texas sure. State. I be- I believe I so. so. I'll have to double check. It's such a mess. Like the Sun Belt does not close the circle because like all three of those teams are very bad, and they only have one Sun Belt win. Yep. Oh, I th- no. Oh, do you beat Marshall? I think. Marshall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It still doesn't work. We can't close the circle. We need a little bit more help. Sun Belt. Come on, ULM. Beat somebody. If Again. you if you told me that Jerry Kill absolutely was whoa, 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 hold out. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, that was ba 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 basketball. Oh yeah. Detroit Lions fans definitely. Uh, Tim Robinson is very happy right now. Okay, sorry. If you, if you told me that Jerry Kill had, like, if if you told me that Hugh Freeze had stiffed Jerry Kill out of twenty bucks sometimes in the last twenty years, and Jerry Kill has just made it a point to make that man's life miserable from now on, I wouldn't be surprised. Because last week we'd heard that Tim Beck sixty four, not Tim Beck sixty six, is going to Vandy as their offensive coordinator. We also heard that Jerry Kill was going as special advisor to the head coach 
at Vandy, whatever. And then this week we heard that Diego Pavia, New Mexico State quarterback, is also going to Vanderbilt. And yeah. this is this is Jerry Kill has is it's the Mario logic, okay? You have to jump on the bad guy's head three times to kill him. Well, got it twice. We got one more. This is We're making Vandy football fun again, and I am extremely here for that. Auburn fans are like having nightmares. They're having not, flashbacks. It's this is like their wartime. Oh my god. I know I know Pit Girl's all excited. She's like, Jerry Kill, get that motherfucker fired. And, That's right. and, 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 and Jerry Kill shot, if you will. This may happen, the Jerry Kill shot. Yes, as you said, you have to jump on their head three times in Mario to finish them off. I'm assuming that was your tweet. Yeah. But uh yeah, it sounded like a, a Jordan classic there. Uh but really, whew, man. I am just ready for the return of the vaunted Vandy offense. Let's go, baby. That's a point a minute, baby. That's a point a minute. Vaunted Vandy offense. I am so excited for this. I just Googled Auburn. This just would be relevant. Did you mean Auburn basketball? Fuck no, I did not mean Auburn basketball. (laughs) Auburn football 2024 schedule. Thank you very much. They don't have the, I don't think they have the dates in place. They do have the dates in place. So uh, Vandy will be visiting Auburn on November second, and then the Ooh. next game, the next game they host ULM. Commissioner, so, I want you to know you said, you said vaunted Vandy offense, and Podcat made crazy eyes and came running at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the correct way to the correct way to respond to that. I guess we've learned that Podcat is a Vandy fan. Time, time we, Podcat. We Vandy may have to get. We're gonna have to get on the Vandy train this next year, guys. I have this feeling, and. Oh, like I'm happy to hop on the Vandy van. That's fine. It's Commodore Cornelius Vanderbilt. No, I look like I mean I almost went like Vandy was in heavy consideration from the commission. I am look. I've always I have been a fan of like Vandy. I their basketball like arena is weird as hell, and I want to go to a game there. Uh, it, it's it's such a strange. Um, you know, and it's such a strange place to see a game and it's got weird sight lines. I definitely want to go check that out. Uh, also like the football again, like being like the teams that are down in conferences for like the longest time, haven't done much like ever. The, those are like my favorite teams. Like if this can be a scary fighty Vandy, yeah. that would be like, that's the dream, right? That's I like, mean, I just, seven, I just want, like six and six Vandy that scares the shit out of people. Yeah. Yeah. I really want like Vandy just to be like, like fighty. Yeah. Give you a scare. Like, Oh crap. You're playing Vandy at like 11 AM central time. Son of a bitch. It's the Jefferson pilot game. Uh, or, or like you know, it's on ESPN Plus now, but you know, or SEC Network, SEC Network Plus, yeah. But, but I, I just want Diego to be healthy. Uh, I want him to be. Uh, I want, I want Jerry to stay healthy, um, and I, I want the Vandy offense to just be fun and fighty. Um, the, the head coach Clark Lee is is a defensive coordinator by trade. Yes. So I, I just want everybody like Tim Beck sixty four. You know, it sounds like he's the Nintendo sixty four. But Tim Beck 64, because that's the offensive coordinator. The other one in Coastal is Tim Beck 66. Uh, but, yeah, I just want them to be fun. Does Do Vandy fans expect them to be, like, the best? No. I would no. love to see Vandy 6-6 six and six in a bowl game 
I, I would love that. That would be that wouldn't be an amazing accomplishment and Vandy, especially in the expanded SEC next year. Vandy fan with national championship aspirations. I know you're out there. I would like to meet you. This is not a criticism. I, I truly just want to ask you some questions. You don't have to give your last name. We won't turn you in. Yeah, no, this can be done anonymously. Just, you know, DM us. We'll so talk. it's Vandy fan with national championship aspirations is the Vandy Whistler, but it only for college baseball. Yeah, no, for, who, for football. To for be football, clear. I don't for I don't football. even know if, the, if if there's a person that exists. I want that person. I want that person. I, am, I want them if, on if our podcast. If you're out there, I want to talk to you. Yeah. You're probably this on a pedal journalism. bar. You're probably on a pedal bar right now in Nashville because you're drunk out of your mind. Vandy's going to go all the way. <laughs> Hey guys, did you hear that Iowa finally like has an offensive coordinator? No, Ooh, so oh. close. Uh, close. No, no. Permanent athletic director mm. Beth Gates Yay! gets picked up full time. Can she run the offense? I don't know. Give her a shot. Why um, not? All Beths are able to run offenses. It's actually it's written into our charter. There we go. But you're not technically a Beth. We know that. Shh. Not supposed to. Shh. Not, not, not technically a Beth. Okay, fine. But yes, Beth's I'm just picturing like a, a a Disney movie that says all Beths, no offense, like all dogs go to heaven. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. I you can never go back. Time to cop has got me all fucked up, man. San Jose State got their guy. They pick up uh, Ken Niamatololo, who was last seen at Navy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, he was with UCLA last year. That's right. right. He was the co- recruiting coordinator. No, he had like an awesome title. Uh, it was something like leader of... I can't remember what it was. Leader of men. Fisher of men. Hold on. Uh, Ken Yamatololo is going to be at San Jose State. He is not going to run the triple option, though, so Navy fans... Okay, so like, no disrespect to Ken Yamatololo, yes. but like, what is the fucking point if you are not letting him run the option? This is garbage, and I hate it. Not uh, for him... For scheme reasons. Okay, totally. Um, he was Ken Niamatololo, Director of Leadership Football. Okay, I like that. That's beautiful. So not football leadership, leadership football. Leadership, comma, football. It looks like he was also acting tight ends coach at some point as well, maybe for the bowl game. Sure, I mean. So he was he was a, a brevet tight ends coach. So I'm not. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm not sure. What, like a great hire? I think he should get hired because he's a great coach. Yeah. And like this is, I, I I have no clue about program fit or whatever, but this is going to be fun. I just think I kind of agree with you in that they're going to bring in an OC to hire a spread offense. So if he wants to be more of the CEO style coach, and give it to because like he personally is a offensive guy, but he's mm-hmm. only ever coached like Navy running backs. So well, the big. Like the big kind of selling point for the option for a school like Navy is that you have restrictions with who you can bring in, who you can recruit. And the option is a way to mitigate that. If you go to a school where you don't like San Jose State, you don't have those restrictions. You can bring in. There's no like maximum sizes or or anything like that. It's a lot easier to get guys in there. So at that point, like that big selling point for the option is gone. Might as well try something else. So my, but my thought there is you don't have the recruiting restrictions anymore, which means now you can run the best triple option imaginable. You can 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 get the best triple option guys. 
Hold on. Yeah, you could. I mean, there's no reason to be like GT if you're San Jose State or, you know, San Diego State or wherever. But, like, what if you were, right? Yeah. Hard, Harding up in Arkansas doesn't need to do that. But Harding fucking runs for 600 yards a game and just ran over asses. So. Mm-hmm. The other. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. A little bit. Let's, let's go into this a little bit further here. Okay. All right. So I'm looking at his history when he wasn't at Navy, yeah. right? Looking at his history, it indicated that he was a football coach and then he was also a former actor. That was, conf- what? That was confusing. Um, very strange. It, it says like this. It says like uh, Kenny Matalolo, football coach and former actor. But I can't. I can't, I can't find anything where it says he was a former actor, like oh. anywhere uh, on his wiki. I'm looking. Oh, because he was in a documentary called Meet the Mormons. Okay. okay. He was, okay. Yeah. For, is okay, it, so is it acting if you're in a documentary? It, this know. is what Wikipedia labeled it as. So I was very I mean, I get, Maybe it's just like, oh, he has an IMDb. He must be an actor. That All might right. be it. So look, I want to go back to Ken's career here. So oh, he he, sta- he stayed on at Hawaii after his graduation. He was a quarterback for Hawaii yeah. from 86 to 89. Was Hawaii running the triple option back in 86 to 89? No. No I way, don't right? Think so. I don't no know. Way. I don't think so. Right? Now, after that, he went to Navy as a running backs coach. Then he Navy, he was the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Then he went to UNLV as the tight ends and special teams coach from 99 to 2001. UNLV won the Las Vegas Bowl in 2000, and they they beat Arkansas 31-14. And then he left to be – he was underneath John Robinson, which is, I mean, kind of like – I think he's a Hall of Fame coach, right? A USC Hall of Fame coach? Yes. I believe so. I think he is. If he's not, I'm not. Yeah, he's in the College Football Hall of Fame. So he has like a background of other different types of like coaching. Has he done it before besides Navy? Because Navy, you're so limited. And this is going to be incredibly fascinating to me to see how good of if he wants to be a, a CEO, head, a head coach style or whatever. I mean, that's fine. Um, it, it seems like he's he's wants to be involved in like some sort of crazy passing West Coast offense. And in San Jose, you're not going to get the big beefy boys uh, to run like the option that you would get. Right. You're probably going to get the folks that like to throw it around a bunch and, and to match the Mountain West, which the only other team in the Mountain West that kind of runs is, is Air Force. So, I mean, do you think San Jose State may have an advantage against Air Force here? Yeah. Uh, to be fair, to be clear, I was not suggesting that Ken Niamatololo is not perfectly capable of overseeing or coaching a, a, a team that does not use the option offense. I'm just an option liker, and I really enjoy it when non-service academies do it. Yeah. Um, so, you know. I can, I can see why like San Jose State's not going to do it. Uh, yeah. They're not built that way. And I don't think they – let's say like Ken took over, let's say – not necessarily Georgia Southern because they ran the triple in the past, but let's just say like Ken took over like an East coast school or something like that. Let's say Ken got the job at temple and temple wants to run the option. Um, Even though temple was essentially in the same conference as Navy 
and now the same conference as Army, which would have been that have been interesting. <laughs> oh, oh, I love oh, that idea. Like Army, 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 so, uh, just like uh, option, option, option everywhere. I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm have to, to correct myself here because back when he was at Hawaii, the offensive coordinator was Paul Johnson. And, oh. and, and Hawaii was a run-heavy team. I'm looking at the stats. It Holy wasn't. Shit. It wasn't a lot. It wasn't as okay. much, but okay. it was a run-heavy team. And because Paul Johnson had come off of before he went back to Southern, this was, he was OC at Southern, then moved to OC at Hawaii. So in the actually in the late '80s, early '90s, they were running. <laughs> so the Rainbow Warriors were really like running the option. They were Rainbow. Not. not it wasn't the option, Ooh. but it was a run-heavy. It was a definitely run more heavy. of a run-heavy. Okay. Okay, because they so, probably using the, they were using I would say before everybody started recruiting the islands for like the big dudes. Yeah, like the big barely open offensive linemen. Out there like, for seven years. Whew. Well, I mean, I mean, how long entirely? You know what? Look, 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 look I'm I mean, not gonna. How, why I'm, would you leave Hawaii? What are you, June Jones? I mean, yeah, because you think you're okay. gonna uh, fucking June yeah. Jones. Okay, so anyways, we'll have to look at this more because there might no, be more I, interesting connections here than I thought. I'm not so, saying I'm not saying anything is wrong with hiring Ken to be a CEO. I am just utterly fascinated by the San Jose State team, and this is going to be one of the teams I am really going to watch. Is it going to work? I want I this know. to work. I want this I to work. Want I like work. because I yes. like I like yes. Ken. I like yeah. the way he runs programs. I, I want I, this to work. I, I love Ken. I love San Jose State. Do me a favor. Wear your all yellow jerseys more, please. No, gross. No, do it. I love them. It's Yay! Great. Do it. Give I love like all a yellow. More like blue striping on the pants, but all yellow. Let's go. All I'm hearing is that the reason that Kenny Matalolo can't run the triple is that he might not get the right players to run that system. And I'm just saying, like, not getting the right players was the whole reason to run the triple when he was at Navy. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, we also have another. Another hire out of the Mac Buffalo picked up Pete Limbo, who was at the special teams coordinator at South Carolina. Now I don't know if you remember, but but South Carolina special teams were pretty good this year, and oh, he's been known great. for being a really good special teams guy. But he has head coach experience. He oh, was yeah. the coach of the Lehigh Mountain Hawks, led Lehigh Ooh. to two, Cuck-cuck. led them to two uh, <laughs> playoff runs and two <laughs> Patriot League championships. Then he moved to Elon, got them to one playoff, and then went to Ball State and had a 10-win season at Ball State. Okay? The third one in program history. So winners win. And mm-hmm. this is this for me, I like this a lot. He ended up going from Ball State to let me check. Maryland. Maryland. And was a special teams coordinator there. Yeah, basically he's he, everywhere he's been, he's been assistant head coach slash special team. He was at Rice during one of the good, like the better Rice years. He was at Memphis, 99 to 2020. And in South Carolina, the last three years, like this dude does well. Uh, also, the, where he comes from, yeah, he is. He played at Georgetown. Hoya oh, Saxa, man. baby. Hoya Saxa. No, no, I'm, I'm just going to say this. Like South Carolina fans are distraught. They are. They are so distraught that Lumbo is leaving. They are incredibly distraught that he's leaving South Carolina to go to Buffalo, which I mean, this is a fantastic, like, Mac coach. Like, he's he's got some good wins with Lehigh, Elon, Ball State. And then he did, like, the circuit. Like, he did the assistant head coach, Maryland, Rice, Memphis, South Carolina. Uh, I mean, really, he's been a special teams coach. 
Hey, look, which, which, rewind that list back a little bit. Look where he coached from 94 to 96. Oh. Dartmouth tight ends coach. Dartmouth tight ends. Right. I don't think I don't think those were the good years, actually. I think that was after that was after Tevens the first time. Okay. Uh yeah, I think Tevens was at the Tulane and through 95, I think. There you go. Okay. So yeah, like this is everyone is very ex- like South Carolina fans are distraught. Buffalo fans are excited that I've seen. And like I think this is a classic great Mac hire. I don't know, Mac. I love Mac football. This is great. Yeah, I know they're sad about Lance Leipold not coming back, like getting Alabama, but it happens. Just for you, Jordan. Yeah. Pete Lembo's last year at Dartmouth, ninety six. What was it? Ten and zero. That's right. Seven zero in the Ivy. It was a good year. It was a good year. Right. Claim the claim the national title. Who's going to tell claim you now? Claim it. FCS title, Dartmouth. What bowl game did they go to? Uh, they, they went to, um, the last game was uh, always, the, the last Jordan, game was always, name, it's, it's name one of your weird games that you played, uh, drinking wise and, uh, and you know, call that oh, a bowl uh, game. Oh yeah. It was the shrub bowl. Okay. I, I gotta know what shrub is. Shrub is, <laughs> shrub, no, shrub is the one where you play beer pong, but it's a little like mini tree. It's not tree. Okay. You have like the cup and then four, three, two, one shrub Perfect. is a smaller version of that. I'll show you guys. We'll, we'll play pong together. It's fine. I'll bring my special paddles. Perfect. Pong paddles. I still can't get over Ivy Leaguers playing pong with paddles. It's just, it's, I, ju- it's just us. It's just us. Like specifically, yeah. it's just us. We're the weird, we're the weird ones here. Um, can I talk about a game that happened tonight? Sure. So tonight, the Buffalo Bills, unfortunately, lost wide right to the Kansas City Chiefs in Buffalo, but. Of course, because it's a Kansas City game, Taylor Swift was there. But I dropped a picture in the chat, guys, because someone more important was in that booth. Uh, it's in the show notes, by the way. Sorry. I'll put it in the chat. It wasn't just Taylor Swift. It was Zach Kalaros. Oh, oh wow. That, that is three-time Grey Cup champion, two-time most outstanding player of the year in the CFL, Winnipeg Blue Bomber quarterback Zach Kalaros. And you might be asking, why the fuck is he in the box Next to Taylor Swift. I, I, I immediately drew the Why connection not? between the Kelsey's. Like he was a Cincinnati QB. Yep. Yeah. Like that's that. And, and then and again, not just that they were roommates. Oh, okay. So Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey and Zach Claris were all roommates. So this was. Wait, meeting... wait, wait. They had three people in the same room. Uh huh. Oh, triples Jesus are a thing. So this there is were triples when I was, so this is, this is triples meet... is best. Yes. This is, this is meeting your boyfriend's college roommate. That's what everyone wants while to do. Your, while your boyfriend is not there to moderate this conversation. Uh-huh. But, but his brother is, and then he walks out of the box via the window and That's... is just hanging out with Buffalo fans shirtless. Shirtless, yeah. My man so... is retired. Yeah, oh, Jason Kelsey's done. <laughs> no, no, you know what's funny is Chris Long, I follow him uh, on Twitter, and he was a part of the Philadelphia Eagles uh, with, with, with uh, you know, uh, Jason Kelsey, yeah, and he says like everybody's like this. D- this dude is definitely retired. He's like, no, that's just him. That's him in the he's off season. Like that. That's him. He is just like that. So don't read anything. If he if he's retired, he's retired. That's fine. Let him let him. You know, don't take that away from him. If he's retired, he's retired. It's great. Um, 
Gronk, let I, him play the national anthem I, on, on Barry Sachs next year. I, I I really I really appreciated him being shirtless because I returned. Like if you follow the personal Twitter of myself, yeah. which I'm not going to give it to you, you can find it. Whatever, if you really want to find it, you can. I'm not interesting as a normal human being when I take on the persona of the sickos guy. Yeah, I'm a little bit more interesting. But I, I get back after changing uh, the baby, and the the kiddo runs to me and he's like, he's like, Dada, someone was at the game without a shirt, and he celebrated when the Chiefs scored a touchdown. And then I started laughing, and then he says, and he had a beer in his hand. <laughs> I'm just like I'm just dying Surprise. laughing. Surprise! And then he just looks at me and he asks me a question, like a heartfelt question. Why didn't he have a shirt on? It's cold outside. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm like, he's probably not feeling anything. If you saw him take a bowling ball shot in the in the parking lot, um, I wouldn't be surprised if if Jason Kelsey uh, went into the pit and defeated the pit. At this point, who knows? I I just can't imagine the conversation. Like, again, we we've all had that. Like, I mean, I've been I've been that guy before at weddings where it's like, oh, we put you know, here's my fiance, my lovely fiance. Here are my frat brothers from college. Let's have them all have some time together to tell stories. Mm-hmm. Like, and you tell them how much of a dumbass it is. But just imagining Zach Clarus and te- like saying like lean over to Taylor Swift and going, you know, one time he uh shit in the shower so much that we had to we had to pull it out with a fork like that's the kind of story you have here because boys are gross and, why are men right and, well, and, uh, yes, yeah, yes. And, the, and the two kelsey's and zach claros in, in a room together our apartment together in cincinnati oh, you I'm know flashbacks about the 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 shared like sweet made shower and, uh-huh. oh, god. oh yeah oh my god no. the, the one the, like the one tube of toothpaste that everyone shares the one shampoo bottle that everyone shares. Uh, yeah. No. No. So even if you're, <laughs> Taylor, even if no. you're Taylor Swift, you cannot avoid that com- that weird conversation. I mean, she's at really high level. Like, I am rooting for them now. Let's just go ahead and huh? do it. After, you know, I am rooting for the ridiculousness of the Chiefs win the Super Bowl and then there's a proposal on the field. Oh, No. Oh no! Oh, you know how bad the internet would blow up if that would happen. Oh my god! Yeah, that's all that I'm rooting exactly for. Exactly why we should not be rooting. No, for that. that's I. Uh, I'm the sicko. I want the internet to explode. That's what I would so, like. So <laughs> I, I have decided that at least as of right now, I am rooting for the Lions, not because I have any investment in the NFL, but because a the Lions deserve it, and b it will just like Michigan levels will like they're already very high. If the Lions win, the Michigan levels will be yeah. like so far off the chart that the chart will just explode. Yeah. Michigan is about to discover Super Saiyan two if that happens. Yeah, yeah. Michigan is going to be over twenty thousand. There's a Saints. It's, it's there's fine. a Saints angle for me uh, with the Lions. Uh, Dan Campbell and uh, their defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn. There's a lot of Saints connections to the Lions. Uh, they used to be former coaches. Uh, used to play for the Saints. So there's uh, there's some Saints connections there. Um, also, there's this weird thing that happened this year. The season opened in the NFL with the Lions and Chiefs. Now we're like essentially two games away with the season ending versus the Lions and Chiefs. Perfectly balanced, as all things should be. Yeah, uh, I will listen to the uh, Edmund Fitzgerald thing. And the Upper Peninsula is definitely probably going to uh, detach from Wisconsin. 
and float over to Michigan and they'll be united if if the Lions win the Super Bowl. There we go. Okay, let's do some ads. First off, as always, for five dollars a month, come join us, our Patreon, and join our Discord. You get to talk about all the stuff we talk about. We got to plan things. We get to come up with new graphics. Basically, just because it's the off season, we're talking about all sorts of ideas and stuff like that. If you're into college basketball, we have a spot for that as well. If you are into just, I mean, anything, because we have Time folks, pop, for example, Time Time we, have, pop, yes. we have folks that are really into gymnastics. We have folks that are really into baseball. People are prepping for different seasons. Whatever I your mean, thing is, come join us. Like we we got something going on right now between like. Like I think there's like two of our, our our members. They keep posting like sumo wrestling streams. Yep. Um, we've been very Clyde, we've been Clyde in, and, and Cajun Man, Cajun Kilo. Been in the uh, sumo. They've been in the sumo. Uh, apparently, there's apparently, back. There's apparently there's an extreme Japanese like mahjong league uh, that they're talking about, and I'm like, I, I, Ooh, I, I full get contact it. mahjong. I'm here for this. Yeah. I mean, seriously, there's live streams of that. We watch everything in the off season. Oh, we don't do, care do, what do, it do, is. Do, breaking news: uh, J- the Japan All Stars did beat the Ivy League All Stars ten to five oh, in the Dream Bowl. Dream Bowl. It was ten, 10 to, to five. five. Yeah, really Boogie, weird one. Boogie Knight is our MVP. Even only he only he only had two catches for nine for yards. For nine, yeah. It doesn't matter because you know it was a run heavy game, mm-hmm. um, which you know that's not Boogie Knight's uh, coach. And and again, um, he made it to the Dream Bowl. Let's go CFL. Uh, let's go NFL. Get Boogie Knight on your team. I would love to see Boogie Knight play. You know, what would be the best CFL team that Boogie Knight could be on? I mean, give him give him to a wep- give him as a weapon for Zach Kalaros. Yeah, or, I mean, or, or, or or Doctor Bo. Doctor Bo. Oh wait, Doctor Bo. No shit. Sorry, sorry, not Doctor Bo. Um, Chad Kelly. Chad the Kelly. Argos. Thank you. Thank you. Wrong. I mean- wrong can we also can we also say that like Eurovision preseason started yesterday? Oh, oh yes, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff. That we had we... Estonia, Lithuania, Norway, and Slovenia yesterday. Our, our, our Twitter feed's gonna get a little weird in the off season, like it's not a little weird normally. And we we watch everything, like anything that comes across our feed. We love our followers that just tag us into random stuff mm-hmm. like a 16 year old winning the darts national championship it looks like whatever. he's 40 he looks like he's 40 yes but he's 16 apparently which i don't i need to see some id yeah like we are an actual committee if you tag us into something chances are one of us already likes it and if none of us already like it there's a good chance that all of us are about to like it yeah i, I mean all. just throw it in the discord you have no idea uh we will start following it especially if it's weird and and uh fun to watch and it's just like random stuff happens yeah that that that's our stuff we also have our store sickoscommunity.org we have our youtube our instagram our Substack, which is going to now include things like the best season of all time for schools who have stopped having a football team we've already covered who so far uh so we did the evansville purple aces yes that was the first one and i honestly um I got a lot of emails. Like people are like thrilled that I started to do this. I saw that. I saw it in the account. Uh, yeah. There's been so many emails. There's this one person that's like emailing our store, like, emailing us on Instagram, and I'm like, just send it to our normal email so I can keep track of it. And they won't. Uh, they've emailed us like via mod mail on our subreddit, which like the subreddit is just there. I like, want to imagine, please, I hope they're making a joke. And I hope the joke is that like like their football team that stopped playing football, they're just going to send one message and then delete their account everywhere they go. No, they have sent me 
like links to like research their division three team that used cool. to exist. And I'm like, okay, we're going to do it. Um, now keep in mind there is there's about 63 teams this is going to be like a years long thing that that have taken and like i think i've if this is like a niche i'm gonna do it um i have two locked in the chamber this week uh one will come out tuesday when you listen to this it is about the vermont catamounts uh it is it is it is probably one of my favorite ones that i've done so far i've only done three um, the, the third one is coming on Friday, which I'll, I'll explain a little bit further, but the Vermont one is, is just basically, it's close to my heart because Vermont is the only other state besides Alaska that does not have division one football. And to tell the story of like why this team stopped existing and if they will ever come back and then to give a glimpse into like their best season of all time. Um, you know, really it's fun to like go down these roads. Some of these things I can't find anything for. I'm like doing research and I can't find, I can't find anything. Like this one, I tried to do research of like the college of Charleston football in 1923. I can't find shit. Uh, it's just like, I can't do it. So Man, there's some that the I Vermont can't find uniforms, anything. by the way, are great. I dropped the Vermont unis. Those are, those are, are amazing. Phenomenal. The green, helmets, green, they green had like gold. three or four helmets. Double striped just, helmets. Yeah. Oh, oh man. my God. Like amazing. And, you know, this just makes me want to root for these teams to come back. Do I think it's financially possible? No, it's not because football is really expensive. And I don't know why it's so expensive, but why has it got to be expensive? Can we get like, you know, I don't know. That's like, another story this, to you then. Yeah, you know, again, why is why, just, is why is football so expensive? Thank you. Why Aunt. is football so damn did ever, expensive? Did you ever watch? Do you ever watch? Like sixty minutes used to come on right before like certain things on CBS. So I'd always catch like the last like five minutes of sixty minutes sometimes. And Andy Rooney, the cranky old dude, would go on there and do three minutes of like I hate the letter S and like just could bitch mm-hmm. for three minutes. That feels like mm-hmm. what you're doing here, but I like I like this. We might need to give you a little thing where you bitch about something for three minutes. Do, can you give me like the keyboard or like the the stopwatch where it's just doing the tick 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 tick? Oh yeah, yep yep. <laughs> um, can I make a request for a school that you do cover at some point when you're nearly out of schools? Okay. I would like you to cover Alliance College, which was a small college in uh, it was a small liberal arts college in Pennsylvania that played football uh, sporadically until after World War II. It's now a women's prison. Okay. Hmm. Okay, where send is me, this? Send me that link. Let's Absol- go. That, that may Absolutely. be next. That may be that may be coming next week after this. But no, we this also, has been fun. We I had love a suggestion. This. Uh, Georgia is a verb, friend of the show over on yeah. a bunch of things. Suggested Swarthmore because apparently he Ooh. was there for the last game when Washington and Lee absolutely just bodied Swarthmore. Yeah, this is like no, there is so many schools that have dropped football. And, um, you know, really, 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 really love. Um, I love these schools that used to have teams because there's fans like we follow the committee. Like, you know, there's there's still fans of college football, even though their school doesn't have a team. They've adopted Ooh. other teams. And Ooh. for them, when you like I've gotten like people from like the Evansville, like teams yeah. in the 90s like quote tweeting our tweet and our article and loving it. And I'm like, let's go. This is, this is all it's about. And then people are like, they'll never bring it back. And I'm like, I don't care. I am here to celebrate what they did and their best season. 
And yeah, the the Roman Empire isn't coming back either, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't talk about it, guys. That is correct. Fact, there's know. a there's a lot of people on Twitter that should probably stop talking about the Roman Empire because it gets really yeah okay uh, bad example, but you know I'm all, again I'm always about, about the that. Ottoman Empire just because I want to put my feet up, but that's about it. Uh, we we are also going to have uh, we also by the way support this good message board geniuses podcast because they do the things we refuse to do. They've had some great guests lately. Yeah. Oh, we're them. still doing ads. Yeah, we're still in the ad. Oh, we are in the parenthetical of a parenthetical of a parenthetical at this point. We are so it's far a- into this like set of parentheses. I don't know where we are. And always go to Homefields. Homefield Apparel is our favorite place for comfy and awesome licensed Oh my god! Did you see the Arizona collection they had? It was great. Oh, dude! Like the the one that just says point guard. The refresh and like great. the desert font with the ringer shirt. Oh, Jesus! Like, you know, I'm I'm kind of a uh, a little bit of an Arizona fan. Sorry, Arizona State fans, but I, I like Arizona just because when I was in high school, like the the high school that I went to, the 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 Catholic high school I went to, it, it started in like fifth grade, so I was technically in this school. Uh, but one of their players in like 1993 or 1994, the Desert Swarm, mm-hmm. was on a Sports Illustrated cover. Um, and he was from our high school and that was in like my environmental science class. So I'd always see that. And I, I just kind of been rooting for Arizona, just like on the side, uh, just like, it's just there. Uh, it's, it's probably like one of those crazy ancillary fans, like, but I love to see when Arizona's good. Same with Arizona state. I know y'all hate each other, but whatever. Yes, ma'am. I would like to take this moment to pour one out for sports illustrated. Oh, that whole thing. Because yeah. that is not a th- that is a thing that we should at least br- briefly touch on that we have not touched on. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Sports Illustrated. I hope all your great folks get new and more stable, hopefully, and better jobs. Um, and I would like to take this moment to appreciate both the iconic Pit Is It Sports Illustrated cover from the 1976 championship season and my personal favorite Sports Illustrated cover, which is the 2010 Auburn National Championship cover. Uh, I had someone who I'm not going to even give them a gender tell me earlier this year, someone who works around Sports Illustrated was just being like, this is not a serious organization. And that turns out to be true. So That sucks. It does suck. The right, the, this person even felt the writing was on the wall a while back, and that sucks. So I hope everyone lands on their feet. There's a lot of great talent there. I hope that Please, God, someone like someone saves the online vault because there's a lot of shit yeah. that we have used yeah. in there. The a lot of the stuff we did for the California Bowl when we were covering like San Jose State's run of the California Bowl was came from there. Yeah, like yeah, please, was, please, please, Library of Congress, please, yeah, please. like like save this like the Sports Illustrated stuff, like the one that I did the Frontier. I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry, the Border Conference. Yeah, that was a sport, uh, yeah, that that was that was, all, that was basically the Sports Illustrated like addition there helped me build that. Uh, and it's an incredible institution. Um, I know it's not necessarily a dude like sports illustrated kids was, was part of my, yep. my growing up, like, like buzz, Bissinger or whatever. I mean, there's so many, like, like there's so many different things that influenced my, my life, uh, like from that magazine, just reading all the sports. It's, it's ridiculous. And, like for me personally now it it's like i was really bummed 
not necessarily just for the writers and the the creative associated with Sports Illustrated, but like what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like disheartened. I'm like, okay, we are entering in a world that is not, or like we're in a world that's not necessarily at the whim of like like billionaires can just like try to ex- extract value or anything like that. And I'm like, they're just going to shut stuff down. And then I started to realize, I was just like, hey, we're doing our own thing. This is yeah. us. Like no, we own, no billionaires we, here. There's uh, no the billionaires way, here. We don't way. even have ads except uh, for ads for ourselves. Uh, venture capitalists, <laughs> if you want to buy us, it's fine because you can't ruin something already that's already bad. So <laughs> you're welcome to take this. You can't run it in the ground because it's already extract, there. Extract the value. But I, again, like we don't have any ads roll running in front of the podcast or in the middle of the podcast. It's just us. And same with the Substack. It's just it's just us. And, it's, and, and it's, our friends. No, and it's and it's everybody listening to this, everybody following our Twitter account. You are a part of the committee. Like I don't, I don't care what it is. If we did not have the followership, we did not have the patrons, we did not have the folks that that follow the Substack who like the long form stuff that we do. I mean, we we essentially wouldn't exist. Like if if I would just be randomly tweeting in two thousand and twenty one, and like I still have like maybe like a thousand followers at this point. Uh, or whatever. Like, I, I don't necessarily think we would be here at this point, no. but so I got to like, thank every single one of you listening to this podcast, liking our tweets, retweeting our tweets, whatever. Thank you so much for doing that. But, but I got to pour one out for sports illustrated. I, I mean, my, my favorite sports illustrated covers are, are, are all saints related because as a saints fan growing up, you really didn't have much like our saints, like sports illustrated covers. You had one with like Bobby Hebert, uh, and then you had after hurricane Katrina. And then really like the favorite ones were, were really, you know, winning the NSU championship, maybe a Reggie Bush diving against Miami and, you know, Drew Brees picking up his baby after he won the Super Bowl. So, I hope everything works out and everybody can find jobs and still be able to provide uh, and and stop worrying about hotels. And let's, dude, let's get some print media going. Like, I don't know why they just want to do this. It's ridiculous. We need print media. It's fun. We got to read. We got to tell stories. So for our last little bit, I have a game for you guys. Arthur, you're going to play too. So Arthur, get close to your mic. You're gonna need this. Ooh, Arthur's gotta play a Here's game. Here's what we're like, gonna do. You wanna Listener, play a game? Arthur looks super jazzed about having been voluntold <laughs> no, it's, play the game. It's fine, you're being voluntold, it's wonderful. So what this is is basically I'm gonna give you a topic and we're gonna go around in a circle and you're gonna give me answers to the topic. So if I were to say FBS teams, for example, we go around the circle listing FBS teams, you're not allowed to repeat. And when you get one wrong. You're out for that round and it keeps going and I'll track who goes out for a second, third and fourth for each round. It's a total of four points for the person that lasts the longest three, then two, then one. Okay. That's the whole game. Real simple. The order will be like my screen is set up right now. I'll start at a different place every time, but it's commish, Arthur, pit girl, Beth, and we'll just loop back and forth. Okay. That's all this is. We're just going to have some little bit of light fun here. Okay. Let's start with something easy. Okay. Current FBS teams 
that have been number one in the AP poll. And I'm not going to be like, I'm going to put you on a stopwatch or anything. We're not going to do that. We're not here to be mean. So, Kamish, we'll start yeah. with you. Give me a team that's been number one in the F- number one in the AP poll. In the AP poll? Yeah. I'm just going to get it out of the way. Virginia. Yeah. That's I was going to go with that. No, that's I mean, that's one. the one you just tweeted about. That's fine. That's that that started me down this path for all these questions today. Okay. I'm gonna start where you, where you started and let's go. Okay, I got Virginia. Arthur. Pitt. Pitt. <laughs> Auburn. Auburn, yep. Colorado. Colorado. Good. Kamish. I mean, uh, I'll just say Alabama. Got it. LSU. LSU. Georgia. Georgia. Notre Dame. <laughs> Notre Dame, yes. Okay. Kamish. Formula 409, Penn State. <laughs> Gross. Gross. I, I feel like a lot of this game isn't necessarily trying to think of um, like schools. It's just trying to remember what people have said. That's fine. Kind of. Not to duplicate, but yeah. I'm going to say Florida. Okay. Florida, we got that. Florida State. Hold up. Nope, Florida's right there. Sorry, I totally missed it. I had in the right different order. Yep. Yeah, like, they won a national. No, I know. I know. Like, uh, I, was, I, was I was thinking. Like, I was thinking some like, a few national titles. I was like, maybe there's one. should be there. there. I'll I don't know. Flor- Florida's done some Miami. stuff with history education. Miami got it. Okay, Kamish. Little old Clemson. Little old Clemson. Have we said Minnesota? We've not said Minnesota. It's one of them, though. Michigan. Hold up. Uh, Minnesota is... Minnesota won several titles they in the 30s. I know, but that, been... but that was right before... That was AP. that was before AP. No, Minnesota's there. Never mind. Yep, they, they, had they, yeah. they were there in like the first I feel like AP they were there in like the 50s. 60. 60 the last time they were number 60, one. right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, keep going. I, I said Michigan. Okay, yep, you got that one. Texas. Texas. Keep going. Yep. Oh, do I have to sing? No, you don't have to. Oklahoma. Got it. Sorry. Oh, boy, it's me again. Uh, it is. USC, I feel like we haven't yep, said USC. haven't said them yet. Ohio State. Yep. Washington. Washington. Nice. Back to myself, right? Huh? Okay. Ooh, this is getting a little tough here. Yeah, this will, this will get fun. Okay. Hold on. Number one team in the poll. Yep. Tennessee. Tennessee. Um. Oh boy. Um. UCLA. UCLA. Mizzou. Mizzou. We are all so much sharing the same brain. Like everybody's picking mine as they come in. No. I have to think. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Wisconsin's there? Okay. All right. Perfect. Okay. Getting spicy now. Okay. Yeah. Illinois. Illinois has never been number one of the AP. Oh, I'm out. Okay. Got it. They did win a national title though, right? Yep. Never would have never ranked number one. Mm. Next. Okay. I I feel like I more likely that I missed it. But 
Have we said Nebraska yet? We have not said Nebraska yet. Okay, I'm going Nebraska. Got it. Kansas? Kansas has never been number one in the AP. Damn. They were number two in 2007. That's why I said Mizzou. Okay, Beth? Thinking? Oh, damn. I missed an obvious one. I mean, there's always obvious ones. UNLV. Uh, you know, he has never been number one. Okay. That may be during the Turk years. Arthur, you win this round. The ones you guys missed that were the most obvious ones. Mississippi State was number one in, tw- in 2014. Uh, yeah, Oregon, I, was missed, saving, I was saving that. Miss, Miss Oregon. Oregon. Miss Oregon. Yeah. Uh, Iowa, BYU, Purdue, Michigan State, Arkansas, Ole Miss in 64, Northwestern, Syracuse Army, Texas A&M, Maryland. Sure. I couldn't remember. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember if Syracuse pocket. was before or when after. When was Syracuse 15. number one? Syracuse number one in '60. Yeah. Okay. They were very good in the in the '60s. Uh, Cal, okay. SMU, North Carolina, Boston College, and TCU was number one back in '38. I went yeah. for Illinois. In remember, Eddie months. George went to Syracuse, and they were very good back then. <laughs> I went for Illinois in '51 because I remember Illinois '51 in their home field chart. Uh, they only made it to number two, and I was like, ah. Oh. So I was I was reaching for one off the board to get to the rest of those, but oh okay. well. Good start, guys. So Arthur, you get four points for that. Beth, you get three. Pickle, you get two. Commish, you get one. Okay, next round. That was an easy one. Lots of good answers there. Let's be more specific. We're talking about Rose Bowl winners. Oh God. Teams that have won the Rose Bowl. We're going to start with Arthur. Uh, Pitt. Uh, Pitt has won a Rose Bowl, yes. Mm-hmm. Michigan. Michigan has also won eight Rose Bowls. Bowls Rose. Ohio State. Ohio State has won nine, yes. Uh, she goes to UCLA. UCLA has won five. That's right. Oh, it's me again. It is. <laughs> Every time, every time I'm like, wow, okay. Um, Washington State has won one Rose Bowl, yes. USC has won 25. Good Lord. They have won the most. There's a few. Texas. Texas has won two Rose Bowls. Two very important ones. Cal. Cal has won three Rose Bowls, yes. I was about to say, I was like, come on, I swear they won. You're fine, you're fine, you're <laughs> fine. Like, he paused, I was like, damn it. Dramatic pause for effect. Oh, it was a lot of effect there. Uh, okay, my turn. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to say Oregon. I feel like we haven't said Oregon yet. Oregon has won four Rose Bowls. Did we say Washington yet? We have not. Won eight. Washington. Washington has run eight Rose Bowls. Did we say Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Wisconsin has won three. So some meat on this bone. Iowa. Oh, what was Iowa? There's one two. Uh Penn State. Penn State has won one. I was ninety four. Do I get extra credit? No. Damn it. Illinois. Illinois has won three. Keep going. Oregon State. Oregon State has won one Rose Bowl. Ace, you're making it good. Oh, yeah. This is... Damn. So you have your classic ones. 
like the Big Ten Pac-12 matchups. And then now you're just like, like I'm thinking of a Big Ten school, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. What you thinking about? Hold on. <laughs> Miami, the U. U has won one Rose Bowl. That's right. Georgia. Georgia has won two. TCU. Has won one. Yes, ma'am. I just want to thank my adopted grandfather for this one. Mm -hmm. The Mare Island Marines. The Mare Island Marines have won one. (laughs) Damn. Damn, that's a pull. Damn, that's a pull. Gene Boyle, I miss you, buddy. (laughs) God dang. Okay, that hurts. <laughs> that stings big time. Rose Bowl. We've already said Pitt. There's a time that the Rose Bowl didn't choose. It, it's definitely not Arizona because I've never been to one. Ooh, man. We already said USC. We already said UCLA. Stanford. Stanford has won seven Rose Bowls. Thank the Lord Stanford was still there. That is more than I would have expected. Yeah. No. Now, now it's back to me. Um, have we guessed uh, Alabama? No, Alabama's won six. Damn it. Also more than I would have expected. Yeah, me too. Are we Are we counting the one in Gary uh, World? Yeah. Yeah, it counts. Okay. That was a Rose Bowl. <laughs> that, that, that was what got me thinking there, so... <laughs> Michigan State was one four. We're getting down to slim pickings, guys. Iowa. Uh, I was already chosen. Sorry, about you already it. picked it. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I took that one. Okay. Mish. This is what happens when I don't ask if we've picked it yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I am stuck. There's no way they would have been. Really? They? You think they would have been invited there? I don't. I'm, I'm talking to myself now. Oh, good. Uh, I'm like. We've broken you. It's wonderful. Uh, it's great. Love trivia. I'm in the state. I'm in one state. And I'm stuck between three teams in this one state. Pick one. <laughs> Purdue. Purdue has won one Rose Bowl. Thank the Lord, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Purdue Pete. Looking down at me with your little butt, Jen. Um, boy, let's see. Georgia Tech? Georgia Tech has won one Rose Bowl. Okay. Utah. Utah has never won a Rose Bowl. Fuck. Okay. Mish. Comes down to this. Army. Army has never won a Rose Bowl. God damn it. Had so, Navy won? Uh, no, Navy has not won okay. it either. Uh, they have they played in it at least. Yes, but they've never won one. They tied, they they, they they tied. tied it. Yep. Indiana? Auburn played a national championship game at the Rose Bowl, but it was not, not the, Rose, the Rose, Bowl. Rose Bowl. We are missing Arizona State, Columbia, damn. the Great Lakes Navy, Harvard, Minnesota, 
Northwestern, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma. Oh man, I thought somebody Notre said Dame, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. I was fighting between Notre Dame and Purdue, and I went with Purdue. I should have went just straight back to Notre Dame. I don't know why. No, that was the Four Horsemen one that I think. There we go. Yeah, it was. So, Beth, you get one. Pit Girl, two. Commish, three. Arthur, four. Arthur's in the lead. Okay, so then a little weirder. Teams who've won an Independence Bowl. Now this list is this list makes no goddamn sense. Uh, we'll, oh, start, get, we'll, we'll start. We'll start with uh, Arthur on this one. Okay, yeah, I guess I have to go first since I'm in the lead. I think that puts me at the most disadvantage because I would the question would come back around to me sooner. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say Texas Tech. Texas Tech is one 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 Independence Bowl. ULL. Uh, no, they've never been there apparently. No, they they've been. They lost though. But wait, do I not have them here? Hold up. Oh, they lost then. Okay, yeah. They lost to Houston. Okay. Womp womp womp. Womp womp. Beth. Boise State. Nope. Okay. Alabama. Alabama has been to two Independence Bowls. <laughs> the good. I years. remember. I remember they 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 lost to ULM and they went to the Independence Bowl. That's why the billboard was there. There we go. Yeah. Arthur. Oh yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, this list, y'all, I, is just a, is like a. I I could name literally the Independence Bowl that happened like a month ago, and <laughs> now I'm out. Um, I guess. Um, <laughs> let's go with Texas A and M. One one. So I'll, I'll go with Cal. Cal has never won one. Wait, you said they've been to the bowl, not no, one, I, right? I said one. The, oh, okay. I thought it was a been to the bowl question. No, one. Sorry. Who did Miami lose to in that Independence Bowl? The, La, was, Louisiana that was Tech. Bowl, right? Tech. Louisiana La, Tech is 14 Tech. nothing. Damn. So, okay. okay. Yeah. I misinterpreted I the watching the oh, end of that game. So, cool, so, so La, Tech, La Tech has won four times. Ole Miss has won four times. They are the current highest. The next team down is the Air Force. Sure. No. Why not? Uh, I, I guess I heard. I thought it was been to the Independence Bowl. Sorry. Three. I may listen to this back again because I'm not happy with this outcome. Okay. Well, you can, you can, you can, you can judge me. I will. Spend half an hour reviewing it like the ACC. Huh? No, I'm just saying. Like I thought he said, been to the Independence Bowl, not won, won the, the Independence, Independence Bowl. Because that's have, a different thing. Teams who have won the FCS D2 championship. D2? Not D2, sorry, my bad. FCS D1 AA, my bad. Oh, okay, okay. 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 Teams won FCS AA championship. That's since that specific championship started back in the 70s. Okay? okay. So 73. Yep. Arthur, start it again. South Dakota State. Got it. North Dakota State. Got it. Delaware. Got it. I, I got to say ULM mentioned. Yep, ULM. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Idaho? Idaho's never won one. Fuck. Beth. Marshall. Marshall has won two. Idaho State. Idaho State has won one. The throw in Idaho. Sit in. Youngstown State. Youngstown State, yep. With head coach Jim Trestle. JMU. JMU. Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern won six. Uh, App State. App State won three. 
FIU? Nope. FIU actually was never, I don't think they were ever FCS. They went straight up. A good guess, though. Okay, what's well, been mentioned before? So we have. Not fair. <laughs> I'm not going to say, don't worry. No, 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 it's okay. So he talked about South Dakota State, North Dakota State, um, Sam Houston, James Madison, uh, App State, Georgia Southern, Marshall, ULM, Idaho State, Youngstown State. UMass. UMass. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, um, I'm I'm pretty stumped at this point. Uh, Villanova. Villanova has won once. Nova. Nova. God damn it, man! There you go. <laughs> Arthur is like my foil. Uh, Arthur is just going to destroy this one. I like this. Mm-hmm. Montana. Montana has won two. Montana State has won one. Back to Thanks. Kamish. 1984. This this motherfucker's still staying alive. <laughs> uh, God damn it, man. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's sweating, guys. Eastern Washington. Has won one. I have the DVD. Thank you, Big Sky. Come. There you go. Man, I'm, I'm like out of... I feel like I'm just out of guesses, so I might as well guess another Big Sky go team, for uh, just for the brand. I don't know. Weber State? Nope. Uh, okay, Kimish, you got that one. The Do teams I need you missed. Hold on. Do I, more if you can want I to. just go? Go, go. All right. So, so teams that I've missed uh-huh. in in FCS, which they they weren't said, who that have won a title. I'm just curious. I want to go here. I know we have some time. Yeah, that's fine. On the podcast, but all right. Yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> just like I I think I'm almost tapped out too. Any of y'all um, have any? Y'all, any of y'all? Have I'm just trying to think of. Oh man. There was somebody in the South that won it. Um, these, are, these are, these are, I'll say two of them are currently FBS teams. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. There's, there's somebody in the, uh, South. No, Southern miss. Maybe. I don't know. No, so, I'll, I'll tell you what they are. Yeah. You, I, I'm tapped out. I think, I think there's only one that I could, I could possibly guess. But I don't think it's right it? at all. Uh, but it, it's, uh, man, no, that's D two. That's different. Okay, it, so it, it would I wouldn't have got it. No, uh, Boise State. Yeah. Oh, duh. Eastern, Eastern Kentucky, uh, FAMU won the first one. Okay. Oh, Furman. oh, that's right. We talked. We talked about that. I think Furman. Yeah. Richmond. I was. I was. This was. I was like Furman. I was like, is it Furman? This one you were. The one you were for was Furman. I was like, Rich- that's the one. I was in South Carolina. I was like, Damn Richmond, it. South Illinois, and Western Kentucky won one. Mm. Okay. We got two more Jim categories. The first one is teams who have won an NCAA men's basketball championship and claim a football championship. Oh, hold up. I got to score that last round. Kamish, got that one. Got it. Next up, yes. Teams who've won an NCAA men's basketball championship and claim a football championship. I'll take any claim. So, Kamish. Damn, really? Like, this is like a, like like basketball and football together. Yep, it's a short list. Oh, basketball. Um, it is a short list. Did they win it, or did they just end the streak? 
Oh man, I am like. Yep, this one's a little tougher. Holy crap! I'm, I'm gonna be eliminated like immediately. Go for it. Hold on. Uh, no, Florida. Jump on, the, jump on that grenade. Florida is one of them. Yep. Yeah. Arthur. Maryland. Maryland. Yes. UNC. UNC. Nope. They do not claim a. Fe- they don't claim a, a football title. Okay, everybody stop talking about UNC, the sleeping giant, then. If they don't even claim a, like, a bullshit title nope. from 19-whatever. Mm-hmm. Beth. UCLA. UCLA. So they have to claim an FBS title. They have to claim a, a football title. A football uh, title, period. Fuck. Okay. And then the NCAA title. They have, then you have to have the actual NCAA title. Not like the NIT title. Nope, NCAA title. Okay. No, it's not that one. Um, damn, this is very difficult. Men's or women's? Men's. Just men's. Okay, Just damn men's. it. I was about to get away with that one. Uh, I don't think UConn claims a football title. No. I was thinking about another school in the South. You know, the the Bengal Tigers. Mm -hmm. You know, but I can't do it because the women's title, even though they have a few men's Final Fours. um, I'm like scrolling through the map in my head right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. Yeah. Got it. Arthur. Michigan State. Michigan State also claim has those two things. Yep, Beth. LSU. LSU does not. I thought that they was... won the. I thought they won the final four back. No, in... they did it. They, okay. they made the final four like like three or four times, and they no, I meant like it. back in like the thirties. No. Okay. Okay. Never won it. Kamish. God damn it! There are five teams left. Who claim a national I know one of them, title? But I can't go. Okay, who claim a national title in football? Yep. And have an NCAA and defense. have an NCAA title. Okay. Oh, uh, rats! LSU claims a national championship in the '30s, but there's Plus nothing. It's, it's, it up. it's claimed. Yeah. Mm. Okay. They beat there's... Pitt and they claimed a national title. <laughs> As you do. Sure. As you do. That's fine. Oh, did they? I don't think they ever won it in, in basketball. I don't think they, no, definitely can't claim it. And the one is really haunting me, and I'm going to be so mad if I don't get it. But no way they would claim that there. No way they would claim that there. Nope, nope, nope. Beth already said UCLA. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Azzy, come here. I'm going to go off the board here. Go for it. Arkansas. Arkansas is one of them. Yes. Oh, nice job. Arkansas is one of them. Of hell. Shout out Nolan Richardson. Arthur. Um, Boy, I really. Uh, Kentucky. Kentucky's not one of them. Schools we missed were Ohio State, Stanford, Cal, and Syracuse claims it has a national title. Mm-hmm. You also did not specify 
And I, this is where I thought you were going with this. You did not specify if it was an FBS championship. And so I was going to say Villanova and would have like rules lawyered. You oh, you would oh, for that it. one. You absolutely have rules lawyer on that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I would have taken Nova I would, nation. I would have taken that one as a rules lawyering. Yes, I would have. And the last one guys is a short, weird list. My favorite kind, because it is for commish teams. That UNLM, sorry, ULM, has a winning record over all time. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was mean. Oh my god. I'll e- I'll even take a one and O. Uh, give me a second to get everything up on one screen because this is a weird one. Okay, uh, Kamish, since you won that last round. I get to go first on that one. So teams that ULM has a winning record against in football, in, all time. in football, all time. Yep. Have fun with this one. I am not confident in this whatsoever, but Southeast Louisiana. Uh, let me make sure it's on here because this list is. I don't believe so. Let me go to Winsipede and double check on that to make sure I forgot to pull that one up. Again, the other problem is they're listed under so many fucking names. Yes. Nope. They are 22, 25 and 0 all time against Southeastern Louisiana. Commission's out first. Jesus, really? Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. Arthur. Um, Texas State. Yes. Thick girl. Record. I need the record there. The record is against Texas State. That's going to be 13-7-0. Sam Houston? Scroll, scroll, scroll. Yes, they're 6-2-0 against Sam Houston all time. (laughs) North Texas. Let's see. I believe, let me go back to the, my main source here, the <laughs> Winsipedia. Uh, yes, they are 16, 13, and 0 all time against North <laughs> Texas. I don't know what I'm doing. Help. I don't know that any of us. The fact that Commission went out first on this one, by the way. Mwah. And that was, so, that was so sad that that record was like 12 and 25. The fact. The face he's making right now is all of all of Pennsylvania. No, you know it's it. funny. I looked up my second choice and it was wrong too. <laughs> <laughs> and Arthur. and then my third choice oh my was God. was completely right. There we go, Arthur. South Alabama. South Alabama is. I keep pulling the wrong tab up. Sorry, y'all. South Alabama. Nope, they're five and five. That is a push. No, thank you. Hey. Hey, girl. Commission's Uh, left. Commission can't bear to watch. No, he can't. Yeah, he's done. (laughs) This list is just like, this list is great. Rice. I let me see, make sure, make sure, make sure. They've never played rice. 
Okay. They've never played Rice. Nope. I'm happy to go out on never played Rice. Shout out to Rice, undefeated against Alabama and has never played ULM. Any Beth, you want to do a one final guess to see if you can cap it off? Marshall. Marshall's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad that I won that one. <laughs> Beth wins that one. And now I'm going to list the teams that uh, did not make it. Uh, wait, they have winning records all time against Wake Forest, FAU, Utah State, Coastal Carolina, FIU, Alabama, A&M, Alcorn State, Delta State, Eastern Kentucky, Eastern Washington, 2-0, Grambling, Henderson State, Jackson State, Lamar, 10-6-1, Louisiana College, 6-3-1, McMurray, Mexico Polytechnic Institute, Mississippi College, Nichols State, 24-3-1-0. Probably their that best. That was my third choice. I'm so mad I didn't just go with Nichols State. They've dominated Nichols State. North Dakota, Northern Iowa, Wachita Baptist, Pensacola's Naval Air Station, Portland, the Quantico Marines, uh, Southeastern Missouri State, Southeastern Oklahoma State, Southern, Southern Arkansas, Stephen F. Austin, 10-5-0, Texas Southern, Weber State, and West Alabama. Those are your teams. Y'all, thank you so much for playing. <laughs> I hope we all had a good time. Uh, the, I think we all learned something tonight. I think so. Uh, the Oof. final score, by the way, that wins that one. Let me make sure I got the scores up. This is a very bad Mario Kart CFB racing. Think so? Yeah, it was very bad. Uh, final scores, Arthur with 20, Kamish with 16, Beth with 14, Pit Girl with 10. So you guys can destroy me some other time and make up silly rules as well. Was... Y'all, we survived that. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We will talk to you on Tuesday. We will talk about our next worst season of all time for best teams of all time. And I will tease what it is because I think I'm going to do the one on Tuesday. Okay. Uh, I am doing USC. Oh, I thought I was ready for some horns to be thrown down. I'm not, I'm not touching, I, I, you're not I'm touching, not touching that, that one. one. No, nope. you're not touching that one. I was, I started looking at the horns down. You can do yeah. that one. I'm doing USC. We, we talk about horns down dialogue too, if you want. God, like knows. a song played on a solo saxophone. <laughs> <laughs>